If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Rebel. Vicious. But brilliant. Deal with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Hello, Michael. Hello. Thank you, everybody, who stuck with us. Thank you, everybody. Mix. I don't know what's happening. Uh, Mix having massive technical issues. Anyway, start from the beginning. Welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Um, positivity, mate. We're going to breathe positivity now. Um, yeah. Thank you for joining us. Dan Danny will be with us in it shortly, very shortly, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> um, Mick, we're ninth in table. Uh, it's 13 points to eight games gone, and that makes up for a crap start to the podcast, doesn't it? I, I think it does, yeah. It was probably <laughs> worth waiting for that, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or not, as the case may be. Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic, brilliant start. Um, brilliant start to the season, gotta be happy with that, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Let's go through comments. S64 Miller's with us, pal Paul Brock. Gav Grundy, um, Reg is with us as well. Loads you with us, so thank you all who are joining us with us. So, Powermed UK, right the points out. I've got a game in hand as well. Um, and that game in hand's against bottom of the league. Yeah. Yeah, it is, which is even more ridiculous, <laughs> isn't it? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we've got to, I've got Wednesday night to cover. You know, we don't like Wednesday night games, but the better when they're like that, I suppose. Um, and also we will head to the game live on Sky, the final game before the international break on Saturday evening against Middlesbrough. Um, <laughs> oh, and the team also not in form. Uh, I suppose we'll come on to that. Come on to that in a minute, I suppose. Um, let's start with the first goal, Mick, I suppose. Uh, Chiog Benny made, got his fifth goal of the season, and what I think is his tenth goal overall for the club. Mm-hmm. Um, with the help of what appeared to be a no-look um, header by Richard Woodrow across to him. <laughs> a big fan of. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the the, uh, the assist for Woody were very similar to the assist against Swansea, weren't it? Just a no-look header. Yeah. Um, I, I'm assuming that Woody would have been going for his uh, for his next goal and uh, lost his bearings a little bit, but um, it was a really good finish from Chio. When you, yeah. when you look at the way the way he's finished it, because he's looped that header over the top of the keeper into uh, 
it's at back of net. It was, it was a, a collected finish rather than a you know a, a panic. It was a striker's finish, really. Mm. So um, yeah, really really chuffed with that, and, and chuffed for Chio as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I wonder. I, on the instant reaction thing, I, I sort of say he didn't play very well. I'm sort of thinking maybe I'm being a bit too harsh in him, and maybe I'm judging him by Washington standards. You know, his work rate standards, mm. and to an extent, Smith's standards as in terms of work rate, because he's doing exactly what he needs to do. And whenever he gets the ball, whenever the ball's at Chio's feet, there's a threat. There's something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I suppose that's all you can ask yeah, for, yeah. really, isn't it? Yeah, it is absolutely. It, it is a threat, and it, I guess it's just a question of of, of of sort of not trying to to put him into the the same pigeon or the same box as as, mm. as the players that we're used to. Connor Washington yeah. fits fairly and squarely into that Michael Smith box in terms of his work rate. You know what I mean? Whilst he may not be the same size, he's not the big man, you know, holding the ball up and everything else. His he, his game is based around his work rate, which is what Smith's was. Um, whereas Chio is not that kind of player. Uh, certainly, when he's not when he's playing that position, anyway, I, I guess his work rate as a as a wing back was was higher than it has been up front. But yeah. you know, it's, it's five goals in all competitions this season, and we're not in double figures of matches yet. <laughs> so you know, on on, on uh, working out on average, that's going to be over twenty goals this season. Yeah, uh, you know, if he keeps it up, that's phenomenal mm. for a lad who hasn't grown up and come through the ranks as a striker at this level. Yeah. So yeah, you can't you can't really be critical of him and we can't I'll try not to be. I'll try not I, to be. I know you will, but <laughs> we, 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 we always ask too much for players, don't we? I think that's the, that's almost the Rotherham United way. Yeah. Um we demand 110%. And if it doesn't look like you're giving 110%, even though you are, it's very easy to, to sort of criticize. And that's yeah. maybe where I am. I'll uh, I'll recalibrate. I'll try and really calibrate because it's just my head. It just, you know what I mean? I see Washington sprint cool. about. I don't see Chio, but Chio's more effective, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Pull yourself together, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And it was it was a slow start, Mick. It wasn't like, oh, we're rather now we were banging him on. For the first five to ten minutes, they, we certainly they certainly didn't get battered, but we did not start the bright team, do we? Blackpool had the upper hand in that first five or so minutes. I think we had a conversation, didn't we? It's it, mm. probably five, ten minutes, really, where we're saying we don't, mm. we've not really come out of traps here, uh, and we didn't for 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 five or ten minutes. But then, when a certain player got over the ball and started to calm it down and uh, and 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 do his strut his stuff a little bit, the game just changed on a on mm. its head, turned on its head, um, and uh, from from kind of ten ten minutes in. Till half time, there was only one team in the game. Realistically, mm. uh, certainly from a from a creating any 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 uh, anything of danger, any danger dangerous moves, there was only one team in it. Uh, but we, we kind of did the same in the second half as well. We came out mm. a little bit slowly, came out of the blocks again in the second half, yeah. um, a bit slower, but picked it up. And and there was only ever going to be one winner in that game. Mm. I suppose that that's what you expect, though, isn't it? We were we had a conversation last night about Sunderland game, and obviously I, I expect Sunderland at the time because new manager, we expect them to do that and be, be as good as they were. Maybe mm. I suppose when you're losing one nil away from home and you've had a poor first half for the most part, like Blackpool did, or got dominated in the first half, you you sort of expect a reaction, I suppose. Yeah, um, but it just felt like at the time, I might be wrong, but I felt like we let them into the game. I thought we started 
we almost started toying with them in the first half at 1-0. Yeah. And I thought, I sat there thinking, I, I like these things that you're doing. Colin Bremel tried doing a couple of clever little turns and things, which felt a bit, you know, the, that's what you do at 3-0 or 4-0. So <laughs> yeah. You try and do it 1-0. <laughs> But, he, but I suppose at the same time, that's that's a good thing that they've got that much confidence that at 1-0, they can just relax and just play their own game. And, and it worked in the end. It paid off. It's what they've talked about, what the management team have talked about, and that's playing without any fear. You know, mm. you've, they've got every right to be where you are. You know, you've no need to be. There should there should be no sort of um, psychological approach that we're, 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 we're sort of here. Mm. That, you know, we're not here on merit because we are. You know, we're as good as any other team in this division on our day. Um, we might not keep the ball as well as, as as some. You know, we might not we might not score as many as some, but you know, we've we've got the potential to upset anybody, anybody at all in this division. Um, which I don't think we did have before. And the last few times we've come up it's always been you know, there's always been a number of games that you would automatically write off. And I think we did that at the beginning of this season. You know, the first few games, we I, I for one, had probably written off the Swans again, if I'm perfectly honest with you, you know, the first game of the season. Now, nine games in, I, I, I wouldn't write us off against anybody. Mm. That may change, obviously. That may well change. But it, 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 ultimately, it's about playing without any sort of fear and approaching the great game in the right psychological in the right frame of mind. Mm. Yeah, it's hundred um, percent. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if anybody's listened to Victor's interview with the club website today, he talks about this time being different. Obviously, he's only, he was only the last time, but even he's saying today seems this season seems different. There is something different about the team. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, we dropped his phone. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's professional tonight, everybody. Oh, Properly mate. professional list. I'm glad we've got um, talk sport on side, though. If anybody's watching this, we're going to get sacked straight away, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Paul Brock says, that's a team like, teams like Rotherham. It wasn't that in, as much enforced last night from the Blackpool fans, a team like Rotherham, um, disappointingly. But, <laughs> but they're not a massive club with the Blackpool. We were talking, again, we were talking yesterday. They're a similar-sized club to us, really. I know they've got a lot more history, probably, than us. But in fan base and everything else, they are pretty similar to us. So I think that's why we didn't see as much as we did, for example, against Watford. Um, yeah. Um, Cheryl Stone says, I thought the, the crowd was nervous a bit in the, after the first goal, waiting for them to come back into it. Um, but, obviously, but obviously they didn't. And I suppose that's us, as a fan base, have almost got to get used to uh, sort of not having to worry too much about that sucker punch. And mm. I was thinking about it earlier, that only the only two games I felt like this season that there was a sucker punch coming was... The Watford game, and no, I think that were it. I felt like because yeah. you, you know what quality Watford have got, you know Watford can turn it on. In every other yeah. game, it's been close. Obviously, the Preston game, you you were worried, but we're never going to be a sucker punch, were it? We're not battered them, and and, and uh, yeah, sort of, yeah. If if they'd have conceded, they'd have deserved it. Whereas last mm. night, if Blackpool have equalised, there's no way in a million years they deserved it. And how many times two years ago do we concede a goal where the team didn't deserve it, but because something we did something wrong? And you don't get that sense anymore at the minute. They're eight games in, there's no sense of, well, well, it's an inevitability that they're going to score. No, you don't. You don't. You, you, and and that's that's because, as a as a back five, whoever, whichever player occupies each of those back five roles, you've got full confidence in them. 
Mm. Um, and, and, and last night was an absolute case in point for me because, you know, we, we, we lose Corn Bramall to a bit of an injury or a potential injury. We lose um, Brooke Norton Cuffey to a potential injury. So we lose our two wing-backs. We, we move Wes across, bring Cameron Humphreys on, and then Talaji Bowler comes on and 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 gets an assist, and and and, and that's an absolutely storming game. Yeah. And Talaji and Bowler, to be fair, has been the third choice left wing back, and he's mm. already within twenty minutes of playing, he's staking a claim. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it we've never had this strength in depth before um, that I can recall. But crucially for me, I, I, you can argue, and I know many people will, that the strength in depth isn't all over the pitch. The midfield, yeah, there's not a great deal of depth there. Probably up front, there's not a great deal of depth there. But where it counts, the way it counts at the moment from in our building process is, mm. if, is at the back. If you can move that back five around and, and still have players to spare, quality players to spare, then you're not going to concede many goals. If you don't concede many goals, you're unlikely, unlikely to get mm. relegated. Um, yeah. And we have got quality in some serious depth back there. Mm. Yeah, we have. And you look, we, we posted a tweet out earlier um, saying this. If you've not seen the tweet, just, the, Victor has now matched his clean sheet record from two seasons ago already. Um, yeah. He's got four clean sheets. In the, in the Championship last time, Victor played 21 games. Obviously, she had a lot of time with Blackman. He's already matched his clean sheet record, uh, which is incredible. And, and it's not all done. I know Victor's had a great season. And but where it been his birthday, birthday on Wednesday, we'd all like to sit here and say he had an amazing game. But he had absolutely nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. we, we just, he, he, could, he could have generally sat down all game and, and the result would have been exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They, they, they protected him incredibly well. Mm. Um, I mean, to be fair... In my head, I think Blackpool played just the one up front in uh, in, in yes, uh, Jerry Yates, which which didn't help their cause because um, because Woody just had, had had Yates in his pocket all game, mm. um, which was always going to be the case. And, and as a manager of the, the manager of Blackpool is Appleton, um, yes. how he didn't weren't going to spot that is is utterly beyond me, mm. you know, because you're playing you're playing one up front away from home, but the one up front that you're playing. Has played at the club that you play that you're playing against with the central defender, with the highly experienced central defender that you're playing against. You know, it, it was all it was only ever going to go one way. That so, yeah. I mean, good luck to him. Well done. I'm really pleased we did it. But um, you know, it, it it was a bit of a uh, bit of a mess on his part. I would I would argue. Yeah, it's referred to Yates. He did he did his best, but like say, he, he, he had no chance to it. He had no chance. No, he didn't. Um, uh, but he's he's developed into a good player, as Jerry Yates, and, and I, mean, I was I was impressed with him. Yeah. yeah, with help, he, he yeah. could have caused problems. Yeah, um, I can see why he scored so many goals last season. I think Medine played more with him last season, and that makes sense to me. That, yeah, that works. Um, but if that's what if yeah, if you're gonna play Yates up top on his on your on his own, that's not gonna keep you safe. I don't think they'll need something else, won't they? Which yeah, I'm sure they will have. Um, Powerman UK points out. Did you see the ITV show praised us? They actually did. Remember, we didn't watch the EFL highlights. Actual praise for Rotherham United, not how rubbish were Blackpool. Actually, Rotherham United were good. Um, 
I would well, I would I would point out that David Walliams were introducing it when he with the, uh, the the woman whose name escapes me who just who actually actually knows the stuff rather, does, than, yeah. uh, rather than the lad who usually does it. But um, I, I did I did count at least three ref, uh, three uh, three references to to uh, how good we are at set pieces, you know, in a yeah. third second segment. So hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let us move on. What else can we talk about? Let's let's sort of discuss this now. Dan is down with us, and we'll talk talk with him in a minute. But John Hensbit says a bit worried about the Paul Warren to Huddersfield rumours. Uh, now, there's a couple of people put this in the comments. There is no official word. Obviously, there's obviously not going to be official word. The only real talk of it is that the bookmakers' odds have moved down significantly for Paul Warren from. To be honest, I can't remember what he was at. I think it was six to four before we start recording. I think it was six to four, but David Wagner's still quite heavy favourite for that. Um, again, I don't think this is going to be a long conversation, mixed because I think you're, you're on the same boat as me. But if Paul Warren was going to leave, and we all know at some point he's going to leave, that job doesn't sound particularly appealing. Huddersfield are, I know they're in the Premier League recently, but they're, they're not, you know, they're not a massive club. They've not got millions and millions of pounds to spend, although they will have probably a bit more than us, but still not millions and millions. Is no, there's no transfer window to, to sort of strengthen. I there's no, it's got no affiliation. It's not Norwich. There's no affiliation to Huddersfield. I don't really get it. I don't understand why he would leave to go to Huddersfield. It, it seems like someone's just chucked a tenner on and odds of short down. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably because uh, I can't imagine many people bet. It's not going to be a highly liquid market is it the next other skill manager you know what i mean so uh, 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 one one decent sized bet is going to move some odds in significantly um nine games were it their manager lasted yes i think that probably answers any sort of question as to whether some uh, as to whether one one he would want to go to huddersfield and two whether huddersfield would want a manager like paul one Mm. If they're only going to give nine games and they don't get they don't get however many points whatever the target is at per nine games, then you know they'll sack him. Well, it, it, listen to the rumblings during the close season from some of the Huddersfield fans about the way that club's being run at the moment. Yeah, uh, I cannot see how anybody with any sort of sense, unless they're looking for a quick payoff or a quick destroy and exit strategy, that. That would would want to take that job, frankly. Mm. Um, I, I don't think we've got anything to worry about with Paul Warren. I, I would be admit, I would be really surprised, having gone through that moment of truth podcast season. Mm. If Paul Warren goes to another job as a manager after he leaves Rotherham United, at least the post Rotherham United, I would be very surprised. I, I I just can't see that he would want to take on the stress, the strain. Mm. It's, a, it's a club that he's got no sort of affiliation to. I just it it, it just doesn't sit with me. I just can't see yeah. that he would do it, frankly. But whatever, Huddersfield is certainly not the right move for for anybody who wants to um, have a career longer than nine weeks. By the looks of it, yeah, I agree. I completely agree. All, everything that's happened at Huddersfield over the summer says to me that I wouldn't, if I was a, a manager, I wouldn't touch that job unless I needed a job, unless I was desperate to get back mm. into work. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really make any sense for me. <laughs> Powerweb UK says Huddersfield is perfect for Kenny Jacket. Kenny Jacket is perfect for this Huddersfield job. Absolutely. 
spend Good a month, like, get your sense at World Cup, and then go, oh, well, it's... Oh, yeah, it's no, better than be. Yeah, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with this and everything you said, Mick. Um, we'll see how it plays out. You know, stranger things have happened in football. Yeah, yeah, actually. Paul, I'm going to wonder if it would be very yeah. strange, wouldn't it? Very, very it strange. Would, it would be... It would be completely left field, that wouldn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. We'll see what they come. Up. It wouldn't surprise me if they get a pick up a nobody like Carlos Carver and was or Dennis Schofield or Wagner. They wouldn't really nobody's before they went to the field. So that's where I think they'll go. Mm. Um, as long as Norwich don't come knocking this this season, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> NSW does point out the right thing. The chairman needs to give the fantastic manager he deserves the contract. Yeah, uh, Paul once talked to the advertisers a couple of weeks ago didn't he, about getting the transfer window out of the way. And and, uh, and sorting something out. Hopefully, we can get him tied down as uh, as soon as possible. Assuming he wants it, he might want to jack in in the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. If if the season does go particularly well, and you know we end up uh, taking a nosedive and mm. and the worst happens, then he might want to. He might want. He might not want the stress and strain of it anymore. Because yeah. uh, it clearly is a hugely, hugely stressful job. Whether one he makes it that way. Because of the way that he is, um, I, I don't know. You know, because of the way he just the way he approaches life and mm. uh, and work and and everything else. Whether he puts himself into that stressful position, I don't know. But uh, I, I, I can't see him wanting another job. To be honest, after this, yeah, I wouldn't surprise me. Um, right, moving on to some performances. We still haven't talked about the first goal. We will talk about the second and third goals. Because there mm-hmm. are so to talk about. Let's talk about the man that was. I put the tweet last night, Mick. At times last night, Dan Barlesser was on another planet. He had the ball on strings. He had the Blackpool players on strings. He was absolutely sensational. I ran out of words to say how good he was last night. Everything he wanted to do with the ball, he did with the ball. Whether it was seventy-yard pass or just a little jink in between two men. He was just on it. And we've, I said later last night, sometimes you watch sport, any sport, mm. and somebody's in the zone, whether it's cricket, rugby, whatever, boxing, they're in the zone. Dan Barlasser was in the zone on Wednesday night. That was one of his best performances for Rodham United. I thought it was just beyond superb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else I can say after that. Yeah. Absolutely right, yeah. Yeah, he was pinging balls left, right, centre, there and everywhere, and pointing well sixpence forty yards away, fifty yards away, weren't he? You know, and and you know, dropping his shoulder and taking two players out of the game, it was just immense. Is absolutely immense. Um, and my only disappointment from from Wednesday night was that I forgot to mention it on the live, <laughs> on the, the uh, post match, because he was just unbelievable. He was fantastic. We all know that he's got that in his locker anyway, because he has shown it in 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 significant bursts in games, mm. but not for a full ninety minutes. Usually, he, he 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 has tended to drift in and out of games a little bit, not too much, but a little bit. But mm. last night he was just absolutely on fire. Yeah. Um, excellent. Yeah, it were it, it were one of those performances. Where I sort of a little, I hate him a little bit for how good he was. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> none of it's us just jealousy, isn't it? It's just jealousy, exactly. I'll, I'll never be that good at anything that as how good he was last night. Yeah. Um, and it's just complete jealousy that he has that ability. Uh, but at the same time, I'm so glad we've got somebody that ability. I mean, 
have we ever had in my in my lifetime? I've never had anybody with his ability. You, you so you seriously go back to well, anybody. Nobody can. Nobody sees the game like Dan Barlas does, do they? That I that I that I can remember. No, no, he's he's yeah. I, I I talked about in many many times in the past about Steve Thompson who played played that role for us in the past, who was who was a phenomenal player, and yeah. and it, and he, it does remind me of, of of Tom O quite a lot in in terms of his actual ability, you yeah. know, to to just pick out a pass and just absolutely command that midfield, just the quarterback, you know, he's he's, he's almost in charge of every play. Mm. Um, that, that, that the team makes and and and, and Dan Barlasso is is right up there with 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 Tomo and Tomo was one of the best. Um, he for me he was one of the best midfield holding midfielders I've ever seen playing a Robin shirt. But I, I'm going to have to restart rethinking that. I think. Mm. Yeah, definitely. He's a leader as well. What I also like about him, it's very very easy for that type of player to do his job and sort of get on with. But Barlasso is every he's in everybody's ear. He's Gene mm. Crowdup. He just wants to be involved in everything. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think that's really yeah. important as well. He's going to, wherever he leaves, whenever that may be, he's going to be, he's going to be a big hole. He's going to be a massive hole to fill, uh, whenever that may be. It's, it's a difficult position to fill, isn't it? And there's not many players that are able to do it. And I think that's why I sort of, I, that's why I remember Steve Thompson because mm. he was one of the first. You know, Carl Robinson also kind yeah. of played that role. Um, but, but, the, but this lad. The game's different now. It's faster. The, the players are fitter. The, the 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 whole the whole thing has changed, and yet he, he's still able to just put his foot on the ball and spray past seventy yards or seven yards, um, yeah. and, and and see the pass that nobody else sees. Um, it, you know, he's he's already making the pass before he's even received the ball. Yeah, you know, he knows exactly what he's going to do with it, and that that's that is intelligence as well as. Um, as well as football and ability. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Brian Vernon says he was better than Tomo, better than Steve Thompson. Ian Bradley says that Steve Thompson did it in a worse team than we have now, which is a, is a valid point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Millie, Millie Click says we need to offer Dan and Chio good contracts to renew sooner rather than later. Particularly by, uh, particularly Barlasa, you offer him everything, you offer him the world. Mm. If you can get, if you can commit, get somebody like Dan Barlasa to commit to this club for three or four more years, that is not only is that amazing that you've kept that that kind of player. It's a statement of intent for the rest of the world to say what yeah. these guys are saying. It may be yeah. beyond us, you know. But realistically, how much is Barlas are worth in weekly wages? Probably more than we can afford. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. No, probably, probably you, about it, mate. There's no probably about it. No, there's definitely yeah. no probably about it. Um, but if you can offer some sort of package where you can try and convince him to stay, um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure at the end of the season our hearts will be broken, and I won't begrudge him either. As long as he don't got pigs, I won't begrudge him a better move. And he's no, something that will go bigger and better. He's not going to buy into League One. He will go bigger and better wherever he goes. He's a he's got Premier League quality without doubt. He's got that that quality, you know. So yeah, onwards and upwards for uh, for Dan Barlasser without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. 100%. Talk about the second goal. We're going to talk about some more individual performances, quite a few individual performances to mention last night. Uh, but there's a few we want to mention in particular. Um, Millie Click says, on am back on Barla. So I need to get Alison to convince him to stay. Uh, yes. yes. We'll get on it. We need, we need to get Alison back on. <laughs> yeah. 
convince her then she convinced yeah. Dan. Yeah, yeah. Christmas Whoever. special again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the second goal, I think it came from a ball. That's a free kick out wide, to be honest. I can't remember who, who crossed it in. But the ball came to Talaji Bola. There was a lovely little cross inside. Uh, first time, I think it was as well, mate. And this is this is a perfect goal for you because Talaji Bola's crossed it and got the assist who you love. And Wes yeah. has scored his first professional goal in league football who you yeah. love. You yeah. must have been buzzing. I was until I pulled the muscles in my left in my shoulder <laughs> celebrating it. Yeah, um, I, I really hurt myself celebrating that goal. Uh, I mean, I, I remember turn, turning around to you and screaming, "It's Wes! It's Wes!" <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it was it, the, the ball in from Bowler was 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 almost instinctive, wasn't it? Mm. You know, but it was it was an absolute peach. We've seen him put some real really good crosses into the box in the cup games that he's played in um, and last night you know the first probably the first real opportunity to cause any 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 problems he took it absolutely perfectly it was a beautiful cross so so dangerous um, and so difficult to defend and there was the man himself just to tap it in at back post um, perfect goal almost for me I'm, 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 I'm bang up for that because they are two players that I I really do rate I mm. really do rate. I know Bowler has not had a lot of match time, um, and and I, I think he's probably still got a lot of work to do. But there's a there's for me there's definitely a player in there, and Wes is just Wes is just Wes, isn't he? He is. <laughs> it's just Wes. He's just a top 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 man. Yeah, he is. Uh, Rustin confirms it was Balasa who put the ball in. Mm. Um, he also put the ball in for the woody head of the first goal as well. So it's yeah. an assist and an assist. Yeah, yeah. Um, if that counts for something, which it probably doesn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Danny's with us. Danny, thank you for joining us, mate. How's it going? Hello. Sorry I'm a little bit late. I um, had to make an impromptu decision and I decided to go and buy a new set of golf clubs, which will be my hobby whilst I'm at uni. And also because I fancy a round against Dan Barlasser at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you missed the technical difficulties at the start. It's no, not a problem. Ah, that's, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Will Roebuck, Mick, will you will a last minute change of young player to bowler pay be paying off? Well, I, I hope so, but I, I, it, it, in order for that to happen, Colin Bramall's not going to get his place back, and neither is Shane Ferguson. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see. But on, on that showing last night, just for the last twenty minutes, he is staking a claim. There's no question. Uh, but I think for for, for bowler at this at, at, at this stage of his career, consistency might be an issue. But we'll we'll see. Yeah, on on bowler Danny, I, I said this to me while watching it last night. The problem bowler has is that when he plays, he looks like a left back. He's very defensively minded. He doesn't seem to want to push too far forward, and that's not a bad thing because if, if he's a left back, that's perfect. But what we ask of Cohen Bramall and all these other people and, and Shane Ferguson, that sort of makes it even more difficult for bowler because he's not got that really attacking edge to his game. But even though he is exceptional crosser and everything else. Mm. You say that and he got an assist. Yeah, I, think, yeah. <laughs> um, I think with Bowler, because he's still a young lad, um, he may have been drilled a little bit more with the defensive part of it all because he's more of a uh, a solid player, if you like, because he's a solid built lad, isn't he? He's yeah. not uh, a string bean like Norton Cuffey is. He's, he's mm. solid. That might be why he's a bit more... Or at least been put a little bit more defensive, or at least taught that way, 
because you know he can get stuck in and make the meaty challenges when he needs to. But then again, he has also got that crossing ability on the left-hand side, which added a completely different element to the game when he came on. Mm. Um, and I think maybe because he isn't looking to get goals like, say, maybe Bramall is, um, that might be why he's brought it across goal for Harding rather than having to go mm. himself. Yeah. Um, but with us, he will be learning the, the art of a wing-back and... You've got someone defensive like Shane Ferguson and someone as quick as Cohen Bramall is your like um, mentors, if you like. He will be on his way soon. But maybe that's the thing. Maybe he tries to be a bit more defensive because that's the element of his game he feels as though he needs more work on. So that might be why he's trying to do that a little bit more. Um, But my comment of the day has to be great assist. From a lad who's not really played much for us, even in League One, yeah. to come on in the Championship, put a performance in like that and get an assist out of it, he must have gone home with a massive smile on his face. Mm. I hope so. He seems really popular, Bowler, amongst fans as well as Paul Warren. We all just seem to have taken, even though he's not played very often, everybody seems to have taken to him, which I quite like. It's strange because he's not played very much, but I do quite like how much, how much people have taken to him. Um John Morell, Birmingham fan, says he's proper pleased for Wes. Uh, he's a proper pro. Yes, he is. Um, again, Danny, I don't know what to say about Wes Arden because we've said it all before. <laughs> I'm just dead sure he's got, got a goal for himself because he deserves it. Even, even though his wife missed it, I mean, not gone to that, not gone to this game. I've gone to most of the other ones. So, you know. Well, it's, it's just sods law, that, isn't it? She goes to more or less every single one and the one she doesn't make it to, he scores yeah. and puts in a very good shift as well. Mm. Um but yeah, we're running out of things to say about Wes because we already call him Super Wes Harding for a reason. Um, and sort of the element he's missed is goals from Wimback. I know that sounds a bit silly to say, but he's always been in and around that area. Um, and <laughs> just got unlucky. I mean, he scored against ooh, Cambridge, Cambridge in the Papa, Papa Johns. John's. And it, yeah, and it were a very strong finish. Um, whereas with this one, he just seems to be right place, right time. And I, I am chuffed for him as well. It's his first league goal of his career ever. And um, yeah, just chuffed for him. Hmm. I saw yeah. some stuff on, uh, yeah. on Twitter about, about his, his performance last night. I think he was from the Jamaican national team. Um, and, and, and it reeled off all the stats, which which were excellent, obviously, goal and, and, and everything else. But he didn't make mention of the fact that he did it all, or he did 90, 70, 80 percent of it from a position that he didn't usually play in at all. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I said, I said before, game to you. I don't like Wes. I like I love Wes everywhere, just not left side of defence. And yeah. he, he was excellent. One, he take away the goal, he was still just brilliant, wasn't he? So that's two things you can take back about last night. Then about Cheers were really, and Wes playing left side of central defence. Because maybe I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you should do like, start a podcast talking about. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I do get other guys, other people that know what they're talking about. I used to oh, like, yeah. You yeah. got wrong with me, mate. I don't know what you got me on. There, <laughs> That's a yeah. good point. That's a very good point. Uh, <laughs> let us talk about somebody else who had a good performance last night. Power Mad UK says Ben uh, and I don't think I don't think we're too harsh, but about as quickly as we've ever been about his performances so far this season. I think he was asked to play a bit further forward, to be honest with you, on Wednesday night. I thought he, mm. he looked freer, but 
other than maybe 20 minutes in the second half, he was brilliant. That was the Ben Wiles we need to see every every single week because he caused them so many problems. He could have had two goals, very unlucky. Mm. Um, but if that Ben Wiles keeps turning up, we will have a good season. Yeah, it's interesting that we've seen this side of Ben Wiles after we've had a little bit of a break from um, the last game and the transfer window. Yeah. Uh, and now some of this Ben Wiles is showing through. So maybe it was a little bit of pressure from the Burnley rumours mm-hmm. um, that were just weighing on him a little bit. And, you know, like we've said before, maybe he was trying a bit too hard. Maybe he was trying to show Paul Warren he still belongs in the team or maybe he was trying to show potential shooters, uh, suitors how good he is. Um, but now that we've got this Ben Wiles back, uh, he definitely found another gear in that second half for sure. Mm. And George's goal, the third goal, actually came from a lot of hard work from Ben Wiles because he chased a ball that looked like a, a lost cause, got it back in, and then that resulted in George's goal. So he's definitely found his um, his, up, his upper gear, if you like. But I still think the summer that he can just get up another gear. Mm. You know, it, it's like during the transfer window, he's been in second gear and now he's just found third. Yeah. You know, he potentially stars fourth and fifth and even sixth if he's that particular model of car um, that he can still get to. Um, but yeah, you're right. Last night could have had two goals easily. We were very unlucky with the one that hit the post because if you watch how he strikes it, that is a brilliant, brilliant strike. <clears throat> Keeper's beaten. But unfortunately, the post decided to act up at that point. And then, very unfortunate for the other goal, um, I think it was Chievo was called offside mm. at the near post, which is a shame because I don't actually think Chio touched it. Uh, from re- yeah, from the replays, he sort of like makes that move for it so you can sort of see why the linesman's given it. Um, and yeah, if he's if he's done that, then he's right. Chio is in the offside position, but I didn't see him touch it and I'm sat behind that goal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Wiles, he's bound to score at some point. He's done like everything he needs to do to not, to not score and it's like he's like he skied it a few times. He's got is it the post? He's got the offside goal. So he just needs to stay on side, make sure nobody's around, and then shoot. And he should probably score his next one. Mm. I hope at least because he, <laughs> he, he needs one. He needs one, man. He deserves one, mate. I suppose it's almost as important as what Danny's saying. Danny's understood right with everything, but because of what Danny's saying, he deserves that goal, doesn't he? He just mm. he should yeah. get one just because his his work rate. Yeah, it should. It should, and, and he will. He will, you know, he'll come good. Um, he Ben 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 Wiles is one of a number of players who are still yet to hit their peak this season, or still yet to show us what their peak is. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's for me is probably one of the most exciting things about what we what one is pulled together here. You know, with the exception probably of the Swansea game, um, I, I don't think we've got anywhere near our best yet. I, I really don't, and 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 the fact that Ben Wiles has been misfiring, um, Chio's been misfiring occasionally. Um, you know, it, 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 that that doesn't help. You got two players from the Spanish team there, who are not not sort of firing on all cylinders at times, particularly Wiles. Then it, it's going to affect the team performance. So um, when 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 Wiles is back up to speed and we we all get our straps at the same time, somebody's going to get a right hammer in. He says I'm in just one three nil. Well, yeah, I'm in. A, I'm in. Yeah, all right. Yeah, fair comment. But I just feel there's more to come. I, I genuinely yeah. do feel that there's more to come. It feels that way. It feels that way at the moment. 
Yeah, it does. Um, again, we've got plenty of other performances to talk about tonight, but Ian Bradley puts in a demand. Let's talk about Georgie, Ian Bradley says. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> um, it's the moment we've all been waiting for since Gillingham, Danny. Now, the Gillingham moment was, you know, we talked about the, the greatest moment uh, in a long, long time. But we've all been waiting for Georgia Kelly to get a goal at New York Stadium. And the place just went off when that went in back at me. I think everybody at the same time just went, Georgie! Everybody together. <laughs> and it was an amazing finish. It's such a difficult finish. You've got to go all credit in world for that because not many people score that goal. No, absolutely not. And the the angle is impossible in itself yeah. because he's, he's very tight to that near post and the keeper has more or less got his far post covered. So you'd think right foot, Try and curl it round him, but he comes with his left foot, and it's uh, it's in the keeper's midriff. But he's got so much power on it somehow with the outside of his left boot that the keeper's just not reacted quick enough, and it's gone past him. And like you say, I think everybody in New York at that moment screamed, "Go on, Georgie!" Me, me included. Um, you'll have to wait until the vlogs out to see that though, because I'm slightly embarrassed at how high pitched my voice is when the, <laughs> when the chance comes to him. Um, but yeah, that is the moment I think both Rotherham fans and George has been looking forward to, or at least hoping would happen this season. His first goal at New York. Um, not quite the limbs at Gillingham, but equally as special. And George, I've opened a beer for you, son, because well done on that one. <laughs> yes. It backs up what we, what we said about the Gillingham goal. Take the emotion out of the Gillingham goal, Mick. It was a brilliant finish. You know, we talked at the time that, for example, Smithy may have took a touch and it may have died. Mm. Freddie might have, Freddie might have done something different. It wasn't an easy finish. Yeah, Freddie would have been there. Been I wouldn't know. Wandering around yeah. centre circle. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's the same with this one. This is a striker's finish. It's a proper striker's finish. Mm. Geo doesn't score that. Washington doesn't score that. Eves doesn't score that. They just don't because Georgie Kelly is a natural. Looks to me like he's a natural finisher, um, and that is worth his weight in gold. If if that continues, if it continues, that's a big if. If it continues, he will be worth his weight in gold. Yeah, hundred percent. It was. It was. A, it's a phenomenal finish when you look at it. You know, technically, it was. It was incredibly difficult. The ball's going the wrong way. He's going the wrong way. He's on his weaker foot. You know, the goalkeeper, as you quite rightly said, was was very very well positioned. Um, it, it's a really, really difficult goal, but he just picked it out like it was, like it was tapping. Um, he, he's he's got something, as Georgie. There's there's no doubt about it. He's certainly got something, um, and that's something that is an eye for goal, and the ability to put the ball in the back of it. 
So uh, he's still got a lot to learn, I mean, clearly. And, mm. and, and I think if, 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 if all the players in our squad, Georgia Kelly probably um, would, would, you know, would, would be the first to admit that uh, over and above everyone else. You know, that seems to be the type of character that he is. So uh, it's great. It's fantastic. It's just to see that smile, you know, when it's just it's just a beautiful thing, um, and particularly that ball bouncing on the back of net, that's even better. It just makes it even sweeter. So um, yeah, yeah, great finish. Mm. And he got a bit, a bit of treatment last night. It was in the interaction, the Blackpool mm. players. They, yeah. they weren't just letting him settle with it. As soon as Georgie Kelly came on, they were pushing him around, jumping all over him. Um, he's going yeah, to get that. He's get used to that. He gave as good as he got, though. He did. That's true. No question. That is very true. Um, interesting top, uh, point from here. Philip Oxley says, thinks Kelly's due a start. Looks 100% more dangerous than Washington, even though Washington's work rate is excellent. In this league, you have to score, and I can't see him means Washington getting into double figures. This becomes a very interesting point, Danny, because if Georgie, whenever Georgie Kelly's come on, he's made a difference. Obviously, he's not the first goal last night, but whenever he's come on, he's made a difference. And Washington had a good game last night. Didn't pull up any trees, but his work rate is, was exceptional. Is there a point when you say, well, Kelly's causing all these problems and scoring goals? I know he's a bit more experienced than Washington, but do you just say, right, Kelly and Chio, have a go, see what happens? Um, <clears throat> I think Chio and Kelly could be a very dangerous starting duo. Mm. Because, like you say, with, with Wash, his work rate's second to none, he is buzzing about all over that front line. But he could be better utilised as an impact sub purely because of his work rate and the fact he still presses the ball. Mm. Um, if he does that to a defence which he's starting to tire after having to deal with Chio and, and Kelly and, and um, all of our quick players, then that could also be an asset to us having Washington also harass him when they're flagging a little bit. I think to have the pace of Chio and the um, the bulldozerish nature of Kelly from the start, that would tire out any defence, even the fittest defences. And then to bring Wash and maybe even Eves into that later on in the game, it'd almost seem a little bit unfair. Maybe that's why Warney hasn't done it yet, because he thinks it'd be unfair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, could, I could see Kelly potentially getting a start, maybe against Middlesbrough. Um, if we want to shake up a little bit. Um, but if Kelly keeps getting better and better, which I think he will, then we will see him starting very, very soon. Because at the minute, in terms of his um, bullying of defenders, if you like, I think he is just above Washington. Washington's very good at pressing defenders yeah. and harassing them, whereas Kelly just gets stuck in with them. And if mm. they have that straight from the first whistle, then they're going to get really tired later on in the game. And then when you bring someone like Washington into it after, then it could pop up with a goal or cause a, cause an error that leads to a chance or whatever. So I, I could see that developing in future. Yeah. Washington tries to do that, to be fair. He tries backing into man. He tries holding the ball up. He's just not big enough for it, especially at this level mm. where the defenders are, are big enough to sort of... Sorry, he needs help. I don't think Chio helps him. I think he helps Chio. That sort of makes sense. Washington's having to do all the dog work for Chio to do what Chio does. Um, but then so Kelly think... could also help Chio as well, because if, yeah. if Kelly's getting into the defenders and causing a bit of upset, they might be more likely to get frustrated and foul Chio, which is a little bit of a risk. 
But if he's doing that, then defenders move over to him to try and do with him, and then Chia will get more space on his side. So, you know, yeah. it, it's definitely an option for Warney to weigh up. Yeah. And at some point, we'll see Washington and Kelly. And I don't know why, but that's, that's got some about there's, there's something about that partnership that, that sounds quite exciting to me as well. We'll have a cheer score, we'll never see it, but there's something to that. Mm. But Nicholas Skibble rightly points out, why would you change something that's working? And it is, to be fair. Yeah. Um, it is. It's not um, broke, so you don't fix not it. Broke, don't fix it. Mm. Ian Bradley asks very quickly, best natural finisher you've seen at Rotherham United so far? Very easy for myself. It's Alfie. Mick? Tough one at Alfie, yeah, possibly Rodney Fern. I, 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 you'll obviously you'll not remember Rodney Fern, but he, he was a he was a, a quality finisher. Played alongside uh, alongside Ronnie, and 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 Ronnie obviously got all the plaudits because he got more of the goals, uh, and then rightly so. You know, he was a he was a natural finisher as well. But uh, Rodney Fern, but it it has to be Alfie. It has to be. Danny, you've been watching. You won't remember Alfie playing for us, so. Where would you go? No, um, looking at Alfie's goal record for us in his short time here, probably I'd go Alfie, even though I've not actually seen him in other United colours. Um, but in terms of players I've actually seen and the type of goals that they score, bear in mind it's only one game last season, a pre-season, and eight games this season, it's going to have to be Kelly. Mm. In terms of from what I've visually seen, it's yeah, Kelly. Yeah. But then again, I've not been able to go to the ground as much as you two have. So True. my uh, pool is a lot shallower than yours is. <laughs> Give it time. Um, Will Roebuck says Richard Wood, that one. Yeah. That's a strong shout, to be fair. <laughs> Although he's not, a fi- he's not a finisher, he's just got a machine gun for a head, <laughs> hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the last individual performances I'm going to pick out, you boys can pick another one out if you want in a minute, a Grant Hall. Um, mm. We've talked about it defensively. Richard Wood did a Richard Wood, and I feel bad not talking about him because he did events again, but he did a Richard Wood. Um, Mick, is it time to set your record straight on Grant Hall? Yeah. Yeah, no question about it. You know, what I've said about him in the past, well, I've never been harshly critical no. of him. Yeah, you know, I've just I've just questioned a couple of times the the, the way his, his performances. Uh, last night he was just a man mountain. You know, he was unbeatable. Uh, never missed a header. Just he was just fantastic. Absolutely top notch, top draw performance. Uh, if it wasn't for Dan Barlas, who would probably got my match. Although if it weren't for Dan Barlas, Wes Harding. Uh, yeah, yeah, that list goes on a bit, doesn't it? But um, yeah, he, he was great last night. Phenomenal performance from him. Hmm. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, is there any any other performances you would like to pick out? Ollie Rathbun's always well. He won man of the match. Um, I right thought his thing. tackle were exceptional. Never a yellow card. Brilliant, on it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We'll give a shout out to the referee. Um, not something mm-hmm. we normally do. And I thought at times he gave a couple of little niggly fouls that he didn't need to give Danny. But for the most part, we didn't really notice him. And that's the perfect kind of referee. Yeah, uh, there were a couple of soft challenges in the middle of the park, I think. Um, but I think the big decision he got right was the early foul on Jerry Yates. Well, not a foul, but some referees would have given it as a foul mm. on Jerry Yates from Richard Wood. And it wasn't. It was just Woody out-whistling him. And I think when Woody got home, he still found Jerry Yates in his pocket. 
because <laughs> it kept him so quiet. And giving myself a bit of credit, I said Richard Wood would keep Jerry Yates quiet. Mm. And he did exactly that. Jerry Yates barely got a lick in yesterday. And he went down for the penalty because maybe he even saw it coming as well that he wouldn't get much. And referee waved it away and carried on. Um, so that was the first big decision the ref got right. And then the rest of them were just little niggly things, like you say. But he was quiet. He was quite composed in the middle, not to an arrogant point, but to the point where he controlled the game and actually let it flow. Um, and he didn't pull up silly challenges. Like, for example, there were some refs in this division that would have pulled up the uh, potential foul that Kelly gave on one of their players, which sent us away for Wilder's offside goal. Some refs would have pulled that up because they were two, two on one man and like, oh, it's a foul, you know. But no, he just let the game flow and he were very good. Um, I swear we're going to have to start doing referee ratings on this podcast. Uh, I've, I've got my pies, we'll have to get mixed referee ratings. Um, but for me, I think he's a solid seven in his performance. I'd go higher. I'd go, I would probably go a hard eight. Uh, I, I struggle to pick out a fault other than niggly fouls. I can accept niggly fouls um, if you're not going to give it. They were mostly consistent. You know, they were all pretty pretty similar. Um, Donna Almery says, made such a difference to the referee from last Saturday. Ian Bradley says, oh, the referee was excellent. See, we can be nice to referees, Mick, can't we? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Listen, he had a good game. No, no, no qualms. You know, there were a couple of, couple of mistakes which you expect. I said mistakes, a couple of inconsistencies. Uh, you're always going to get that. However, referees, you're never going to get complete consistency because uh, no two challenges are the same, obviously. So, yeah, I thought it was really, really good. Really, really good. Mm. Yeah, Power Mad gives him a nine. Mick, what would you give him? I can't, I can't remember his name now. What was his name? Salisbury, right? Michael Salisbury, yeah. Michael what would you Salisbury. give him? Well, his name's Michael for a start, so that obviously knocked him off a few words. A few points in rating. I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd give him a, probably seven and a half. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right between you two. <laughs> yeah. I'm convinced you would never give a referee 10. I don't think you could bring yourself to give a referee 10. I, no, I could. I could. could they, they probably wouldn't have to be a referee in our game, though. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's just, <laughs> that's just sparked my brain. There was one ref last season. I can't remember who it against, but he were early in the season um, and it were at New York and he was bang on with, with every decision he it made. Yeah, crew game when he sent off Wes for that penalty last second. Yes. yes oh, that's I can't it. his name now. That's it. But yeah, I thought he were at least a nine and a half, nearly 10. The only reason he's not a 10 is because he gave, he gave a penalty against us. Yeah. But he's as close to a 10 as I've seen ever. Mm. But then he rested us again later in the season and was dog meat. So yeah. just... <laughs> well, Mick says about consistency, you know. Well, yeah. Um, UK says Mick will vomit blood if he ever gave anybody a 10. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a bad rap of this in this, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. And Mike the Miller rightly points out that's why Souls was in the elite group of referees. That's why he's a Premier League referee. Yeah. Credit where credit's due. We're seeing these guys getting a move up after the old, a lot of old guard in the Premier League retired last season, didn't they? Mike Dean, a uh, couple of others. So it's maybe maybe we're seeing a bit of a refresh. Hopefully, hopefully. Anything else you want to pick up from the Blackpool game? I'm sure there is, but I can't remember what it is now. So can't be that. Can't be that important, can it? No. 
Uh, it's worth pointing out all three promoted teams sit at the top half of the table. Um, I think Sunderland are in the playoff places at the minute. We're obviously ninth, I think. Wigan are twelfth, I think. Uh, Barry Man, they beat Huddersfield. They managed to get Huddersfield managed to sack on on Tuesday. Nobody would have thought that. Nobody would have thought all three teams um, would be where they are. Maybe maybe somebody might have you know gone for Sunderland having a good season. Um, but yeah, would have thought it, Danny. Would have thought this. It's mm. just crazy, isn't it? Huddersfield who sacked the manager on Tuesday and lost to one was second in the expected goals table. Were they really? Yeah. Uh, and I watched some of that game um, and you talk about referees being dog meat and uh, Huddersfield were... I, I, I don't know who calculated those XG, XG figures but I don't think they got in there in Wigan's half more than twice the time that I watched it anyway. But um, yeah, anyway. Not interesting that, is it? I'm sorry about that. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just should have kept that inside. Should I just kept it? Maybe. Should have kept it in the head. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Brian <laughs> Vernon right at the point. I think this is uh, finish on this point for Blackpool. Feel sorry for Lindsay not playing. I do <laughs> feel very really sorry for Lindsay, Danny, I, and I know that Scott I came on and Scott I did okay, and I've not got a problem with Scott I coming on a substitute. But I can't work out for life me why Lindsay's not the man coming on because he's not put a foot wrong so far this season, and he's only not there because Ollie Rathbone's amazing. But he deserves to be coming on. I'd be, if I'm sat there being Jamie Lindsay, I'm being a little bit frustrated. I'm not getting the minutes. Yeah, um, I think I would be as well. But he sort of knows the situation with our midfield, if you like, and he knows how strong it is. Um, and he must respect the competition that we've got here because he has just signed a new deal, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, so he obviously respects the situation and um, is willing to chip in when he can. Yeah, he probably wants to play more minutes, and I'm sure he will play more minutes. There will be times where, you know, Balas has got a niggly injury or Ollie Rathburn has eventually run out of uh, energy. Um, and then it's next man up. But with Lindsay, he's definitely the one to buy his time, come on and make the impact when he's called on, and could potentially be Saturday because it is a very short turnover between Wednesday and Saturday. Yeah. That is true. I do feel sorry for him. Um, but mm. that's football in it. You've got to be brutal. We've spoke to players before on this podcast about being a substitute. I mean, Michael O'Connor, when we spoke to yeah. him, where he was sat on bench, but there's nothing he can do because the team were being successful at the time. You can't knock up manager's door and say, Why aren't I playing when you've just won 3 0 against Blackpool and things <laughs> like that? So it is, I imagine it's difficult, but he's. he's he seems like a grown up. He doesn't seem like a petulant type player. He seems like a proper grown up. and I think he'll understand. Like, I agree. He'll get his moments, won't he? Um, yep. We're robo. Before I move on, can we talk about Ali Rathbone's hugs and celebrations? <laughs> I'm a big fan of dugout cam. I think some of the content yep. cover parts is very, very good this season. Um, he just looks happy, mate, Ollie Rathbone. I don't know. He just yeah. he just wants to play football. He's like a 10-year-old kid. He wants to run around, kick a ball, kick a bloke. He's happy. He's like a puppy, isn't he? Yeah, you've got to think about comparing our players to dogs. You said Victor wants like a dog because he just looks so yeah. happy. 
He said something along the lines of, if we were a dog, his tail would be wagging constantly or something. You no, know, his first season we were, it would just, but he was just happy to be here, wasn't he? And you said something like that. I'm not going back and listen because it's two years ago. I'll have to think of, think of a new analogy then, won't I? Yeah, you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Happy days. We've said that we've said this after the Reading game, we've said it after the Birmingham game. Enjoy these moments. We might not be ninth for very long. It may all go downhill from Saturday onwards. I don't think it will go completely downhill, but it might do. So just enjoy it. Enjoy the 3-0 wins. Relive it. Watch it. Rub it in the face. Is there any fans you can find? Because <laughs> um, these things don't last forever. As we rightly know, these things don't yeah. last forever. Absolutely. Do, Do you think there's anybody specific to, to first to rub it in? Matt, anybody? <laughs> just just No, just to, you know, whoever you want. <laughs> Brian Vernon. Dennis Wright says that Brian Vernon's one comment of the night. Labrabone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll eat, mate. If you ever listen to this, please change your name on Instagram to Labrabone because that is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. love oh, we love Ollie Rathbone. We love all of them, to be honest with you. Hmm. Um, right, moving on. Powermed UK says, are there any coaches selling seats for Wembley playoff final yet? <laughs> Don't think yet. You might have to wait. You can, you can pre-book your hotel. Most hotel places, no deposit, free cancellation. So... I'm not saying mm. to do it. I'm just saying to <laughs> see what's available. Talk about getting slightly ahead of yourself. <laughs> it's better to be prepared for these kind of things, isn't it? Than not. I mean, we were accused of getting ahead of ourselves last season and look what happened. But... That's true. That is not a good point. Well, yeah. Anyway, anyway, back back in the box. Small club in the championship. Back in the box. <laughs> Calming back down. Calming back down. <laughs> um, Irish Ethan says just made a silly move and kindly finally caved in and he's off to Middlesbrough on Saturday. Yes. Well done. Like his style. Uh, yeah, it's Saturday evening because Sky Sports um, have said so. Seven forty-five on a Saturday evening, which is a strange. Maybe the first time we've ever kicked off at that time on a Saturday. Difficult to check that, so I'm not going to. Um, but it probably, but it, it's unlikely we've kicked off there before. We'll go through the brief stats first before bringing ref watch and get some opinions. The last time we played Middlesbrough was the best away performance of the last championship season, a 3 0 victory mm. away to Neil Warnock's Middlesbrough, Matt Crooks, Michael Smith penalty, and Ryan Giles on debut. Um, two so of those players, which is all right, uh, but. That was our only. That was our first win in Middlesbrough in nine appearances. I think it was the sixties before then. So we don't have an amazing record um, in Middlesbrough, but again, history as we showed last time it went with the Middlesbrough and then done Derby two years ago. Turns out it doesn't really matter, does it? You just got to do your own game. Off you go. And we, there's no reason we can't. Go, I'm not saying we're going to win three 0 but there's no reason why we couldn't, is there? Um. Yes and yes and no, I think, um, is the of the answer I can give to that. Um yes, because we are a very strong team at the minute. No, maybe because it's a short turnover and Borough have just lost three two to mm. Cardiff, I think. Um so they'll be wanting a response. Um and what better team than the team that's just come up from the league below to get that response in against Cardiff. Um, after the Cardiff, sorry. However, we will be very, um, very up for it ourselves because we have got two 
four, well, three former players in that Borough squad, if you want to count Darnell Fisher. And the former player in Borough. Yeah, he's not given, <laughs> been given a number, but he's in their squad, apparently. Brilliant. Um, and then you've also got a former player in Chris Wilder, which I always mm-hmm. like to... To, to torment my Sheffield United mates because he's got more appearances for us than he does for Sheffield United, which is quite funny. Um, but yeah, it's gonna, it, I think it is a big test against Middlesbrough because um, they are a team that you would expect to be up there but haven't really got going yet. Mm. So I'm a little apprehensive of, oh, they could get going against us, you know, one win against us and they could be away. And, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it because of some other things that are happening. But also very apprehensive about the game at the same time. Yeah. We talked about this last night, Nick, I think, that Chris Wilder is obviously an excellent manager. He's shown that uh, Northampton, I think, it, was it Oxford? Or am I imagining I that? It was certainly Northampton, certainly Sheffield United. Um, but when he went to Sheffield United, if we all think back to when he first went to Sheffield United, it took until like October. And they were bottom of the league, weren't they? He was on, on, on the last legs of his job at Sheffield United. And it took several months yeah. for him to get that team right. And then he got it right and they shot off and, and off they go. But we're still early days for Chris Wilder. And I feel like this is a really, really good time to play because they're clearly not set with the results this season. They've not, by their standards, it's a terrible start. Their fans always think it's not a very good start. We've got to try and take advantage of playing teams when we meet them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chris Wilder's another one of those managers that needs a little bit of time to, to bed in and get, get his sort of ethos mm. um, through, throughout the club and throughout the team. And, and he's not obviously had the opportunity to get that done at Middlesbrough as yet. So, so you're absolutely right. Um, the, the, thing with, the thing with Wilder is, though, that he, he does, his teams do tend to, um, uh, tend to bounce back after, mm. after defeats. And, and the defeat on Tuesday night, was made a lot better for them by the fact that they scored a couple of goals in two minutes rather than because they're three 0 down at half time to a team like Cardiff who at the moment are not also not firing at mm. all. Um, you know, it's, it's it's not a great position to be in. So um, I, I expect that we might see a backlash um, from from their game. It's interesting. That's another another weekend where we play on a Wednesday and. Then when we play on the Saturday, the team we play on the Saturday is only an extra day's break again. Correct. Um, so, but not that. Uh, ultimately, it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, it's going to be a real toughie. I think it matters. Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, it shouldn't happen. It does happen. We've got to get on with it. But it shouldn't happen anyway. Um, before we come on to how we think we're going to set up, we will go ref watch. Now, last time we went to the northeast to play Sunderland, where we meant to have Tim Robinson. For some reason, it got changed. We're going back to the northeast, so we've got Tim Robinson, as Mick Riley points <laughs> out, has to travel down from West Sussex uh, all the way to the northeast. Um, stats, obviously, we did a couple of weeks ago, so stats obviously still still the same. Last referee does in lockdown, the 1-0 home loss to Birmingham. Uh, only a couple of wins for us in 10 games. Um, the IFC put a tweet out about this a few weeks when it was meant to represent against Sunderland. He has had a couple of howlers, uh, most famously the Sheffield Wednesday penalty in 2016 or 17, uh, which he sent Richard Wood off, which was which was rescinded. Uh, so he made a mistake. Sheffield Wednesday won the game, and he was told it was wrong. But it doesn't matter, matter, does it? Don't matter. Just move on. Um, we'll see. I, I don't. Doesn't excite me that, but we'll see. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt because of how good the referee was on Wednesday. 
possibly. Um, it's on Sky as well. So, so there you go, mate. It's it's on Sky as well, so it could be that yeah. thing if he plays up to the big team because it's on Sky, but I'm not doing my conspiracy theories anymore. <laughs> I love a good conspiracy theory. don't believe in it, but I like it. <laughs> um, Andy Wignall says, spoke to a Middlesbrough fan of 60 years and he said it's the worst he's ever seen them last week. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't... Stop it. We're getting giddy again. Um, what... Watch it. There's obviously going to be. There's going to be at least one change, Danny, because Grant Hall is ineligible because he is on loan from Middlesbrough. So there's guaranteed to be at least one loan, uh, one change. Sorry, Brendan Cameron didn't start at the weekend uh, on Wednesday. Sorry, and there is the option to start. Would you? Would it just be a straight swap? Move Wes to right hand side, Humphreys in at left hand side, or would you potentially bring Peltier in if he's fit? Um, I think because Peltier is desperate. To play against Middlesbrough, I would bring Peltier in because he's already gone on record saying he's desperate to play against his old club, and um, it's quite fitting that they've got a few former Millers and we've got a few uh, when well, we've got a former Borough player, so it could be a nice matchup if Peltier comes up against Matt Crooks. That could be a, a nice battle um, for the fans, anyway. Maybe not for Peltier because Matt Crooks is about seven foot tall. Um, but yeah, I'd personally bring Peltier in. Um, Leave Humphreys potentially on the bench unless you want to utilise Wes out wider later in the game. Uh, it just depends on how you want that defence to line up. If you want to bring Humphreys in and sort of replace Grant Hall on that side, if you like, then bring Humphreys in and Pelsey on the left. Or keep Humphreys on the bench um, just in case there is an injury with Peltier or Woody. You know, because mm. Woody will play Wednesday, uh, Saturday, Wednesday, no, play Wednesday, Saturday. So nice to have a little bit of a precaution there with that if Hull's ineligible. Um, but yeah, I'd go more with desire with Peltier because we know he's a sound head in defence anyway. So mm. just go with the desire of him wanting to play against Borough. Yeah. And Peltier seems like one of those players that wants to, if somebody, if he feels wronged by a manager or feels like somebody's questioned him, he wants to go and show him what for. Mm. And Chris Wilder obviously released him. Bearing in mind, he played quite a lot of games at Peltier. He didn't just not play. played loads of games. Chris Wilder's surplus to requirement. I am well 100% with Danny. Peltier can do an hour, 70 minutes. He starts because he will show him. Yeah, he will. He will definitely because he's a class act. He's a good player. Um, and why Chris Wilder feels that it was right to let him go is quite a surprise to me. I assume I don't know whether there's some injury issues or whatever, which we might well be finding out. Mm. Uh, but your, your hand might be tied, our hands might be tied in terms of how that back five line up, dependent on the injuries to Bramall and uh, Norton Cuffey. Um, if Brooke Norton Cuffey has got a potential hamstring strain or whatever, I can't see him being wrist on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, if that's the case, then Wes would move out to the right wing back and you'd be forced to bring in Cam Humphries and, and, and Lee Peltier. Um, in, in that back back three so it, it depends on greatly I would think on the injury to Brooknell and Cuffey whether it is one or whether it's just a, a bit of a tweak so I have to wait and see that and see on Thursday oh, sorry Friday sorry um, if there's any any talk of what these injuries are or how serious they are I'll throw a curveball back at you though Ryan Giles is obviously a left wing back left sided player yeah. for them is Wes quick enough I know Wes is not slow 
but we know that Ryan Giles is probably almost as quick as Colin Bramwell, which is very, very quick. Yeah, he's nowhere near as quick as Colin Bramwell. Nearly. I don't think he's he is as quick, but I think he's nearly. It's a pacey lad, there's no question yeah. about it. But he, he isn't, he's no Colin Bramwell or, or Chill or Benny. So you're happy with Wes? Any stretch of anybody's imagination. Um, and, and Wes Arden is a seriously experienced defender there, you know. And, and Ryan Giles, whilst whilst he's more experienced than he was when he was, was with us, he's still a youngish lad. Um, Wesel, Wesel Gaffer, if he needs to be. No problem. Like so. like mm. <laughs> um, yeah, Bramwell came off, but anyway, at the end of the game, he was limping. He was limping back on the pitch at the end of the game. So whether that's an issue, Shane Ferguson will be fit, or Paul One seems to think that uh, Shane Ferguson will be fit. So you could see him play there. Um, let's wait and see. I think we're, we're realistically waiting for the Friday press conference, aren't we, for an update, I think. And then we'll look at a bit more information on that. Would you, based on us, as things are now, Danny, where we don't think there's any further injuries, was there anything else you would change in, in that starting eleven? Um, Probably not, because <clears throat> we've got the international break coming up. Uh, so that's a, a chance of, for resting and recovery. Um, so why would you change a winning formula? I know we've said about potentially bringing Kelly in to start and shaking it up a little bit, but that's probably the only change I personally would make just to shake it up. Because Chris Wilder is a very meticulous manager because um, I have a lot of mates at Uni or Sheffield United fans and they know how much he studies it and tries to like poke holes in someone's defence by watching them very carefully. He's a little bit Bielsa-ish in his way of conducting it but just not as famous if that makes sense he's a very underrated manager in my opinion um so that that's how we come that's how he'll be looking at it but we need to combat his lot by probably shaking it up a little bit we've shown we've got different ways to play which is good um and potentially shake up that front line just to bully their back line a little bit with bringing kelly in but you can understand why warney won't change a winning formula going into saturday and before the international break I'm just. I just want to win the game. If we get another win before the international, before the international break, absolute happy days. I will go on the beer a happy man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. even a draw will do. Even if we get a draw, I'm very happy. Mm. I did a bit of research last night because we won the game, so I started getting giddy. Um, the average points total to stay up in the championship over the last ten seasons is around forty-four points. Not the fifty points. It is much lower than the fifty points we actually, I personally use. So, if you want to use a th- if you want to use a fifty point marker, it's only thirty seven points. If you want to use the forty four game marker, it's only thirty one points. So, if we win on Saturday, we're just getting closer and closer to that to that, to that mark. That's what it's about, isn't it? That's what it's all about. Um, I'll check what points you need for playoffs if we win on Saturday. <laughs> Um, well, if you want a different think... comparison, we are already halfway to our 16 17 points total, <laughs> and we've go. played eight games. <laughs> yeah, I prefer that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mentioned earlier that the Victor stat where his match his clean sheet record. We're only one clean sheet off of getting halfway to the entire 46 games of the 2020 season. We only te- kept 10 wow. clean sheets in that season, we're already at four after eight games. Um, it, this is it's a different. This is a different group of people in it. Never mind quality. It's a different group of people and personalities. Um, and yeah, 
very, very excited. We should give a shout out. Somebody put in the comments, and I lost your comment. I think it was Jamie said they got their they said three nil for Tuesday night. So well done uh, for Jamie on getting that one. We predicted the result right, but not the scoreline right. We all went for victories. Uh, I went three two, so I'm claiming that to be the closest, even if it's not. Uh, <laughs> uh, didn't I go two nil? That's closest. Uh, you, yeah, but we got three goals, mate. Yeah, but they didn't score any in my. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> John Morell, the average per playoffs is 75 points. So we only need another 62 points um, to make the playoffs. <laughs> How many games that's, have we got That's left? more cumulative than we've got last three times we've been in championship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, what is it? 30, 38 games left. So we only need to average one point, one point six three points per game we need to average. And we're, we're averaging 1.62 at the minute. It did just up rest of the games, yeah, sound. So we're on course for the playoffs at the minute. Um, we're just oh, reporting facts. We're just reporting the facts. Yeah. Don't start. Oh, dear. oh brilliant. Uh, what are the predictions before we get too giddy and start winning title? Danny. What is your prediction for Saturday evening? Uh, my prediction will be 1 0 to the Millers. 1 0 to the Millers. I like it. Uh, Mick? Yeah. Um, come back to me in a minute. Let me have a think about this. Udios. I mean, we have been recording for an hour and oh, we do right. normally come to this part of the All show. Right. I'll go, I'm going to, let, let's, 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 let's go stupid. Let's go mad. Let's go absolutely bonkers. 2-0 Rotherham. That's ridiculous, but it's 2-0. 2-0 yeah. bonkers? Yeah, it is. Throws away, awesome. away from home in the championship. Away from home. We beat them 3-0 last time. That's yeah, true. but nobody there. Don't quite count, does it? <laughs> Fair enough. Uh... I was going to go win, so I have a two. I can't see us conceding. I'm going to one nil, same as Danny. I can't. If we're going to, con I don't. I can't see us conceding. He says before we lose three nil. Um, uh, comments. Uh, Paramount UK also said three nil to the Blackpool against Weldon. Paramount for getting that one. Cheryl Stone mm -hmm. thinks we're going to win two one on Saturday. John S says one nil. Paul Brooks says one one, the same as Kim Haywood. Uh, S six four Miller. Uh, her dad's gone very positive, more positive than us. Her dad says three nil. She's sticking with 1-0 with me and Danny. Brian Vernon uh, says 12-4 to Rotherham. Yeah, seems fair. I'm with Brian. Harvey Kelly 2-0. Sean Green 2-1. John Morell goes against us this time. He thinks he thinks we'll go 2-1 because he thinks Borough will be up for it, which they will. Um, Andy Wignall says 1-1. Powermed UK says 2-0 to us. Chris Kellick says 2-1. Russ Vernon with another one we like. Russ Vernon says we're going to win 3-0 again, this time with Wood, Kelly and Chio. And then Middlesbrough will buy Wood and Ogbeni offers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, congratulations to, to Chio and Shane Ferguson for their call-ups for their respective countries. Mm. We will be keeping an eye out for them. Victor did not get a call-up for the Swedish national team. Um, and they will be getting a very strongly worded email. I'm well, taking his shirt down then. <laughs> Not acceptable, Sweden. Um, uh, yeah. JJ got a call up. Those one answer. JJ got a call up uh, for mm. the under 21s. I think that he will be playing in a playoff to qualify for the European Championships at the under 21 level. So good luck to JJ if it is this window where that game gets played. Um, yeah. Danny, you want to finish us off with something? Yes. Um, as some people will be aware, because I try to mention it every week, I have been. Working at Roundwood Golf Club for over the summer, 
um, as a seasonal temp working there. Um, got a little little bit of insight into how the Millers have lined up training-wise and got to meet a few players. Um, but they have been very, very kind and given me a parting gift for my time there. And I officially finish tomorrow on Friday. And they've given me this. It's a um, signed yeah. football from the Northern Counties East Football League. But it's signed by the whole Rotherham squads. <laughs> so they've nipped down and said, right, lads, we've got a uh, an hard worker leaving us and we want to get something special for him. And so they've got me this. And yeah. they presented it to me um, on Wednesday. And to be honest, I was very choked up with it because um, I didn't expect it at all. So, yeah, if you have the golfing persuasion, um, get a round in at Roundwoods. And, um, yeah, I, I can't praise them highly enough for that. That has meant the world to me, and that will be going in a glass box somewhere very special. So, it's so unique, thank you very like much. It. I like the yeah. it. No, nobody yeah. else has got that ball signed by Rotherham players. It might have a Rotherham United ball signed by an EFL ball, but nobody has got that type of ball. So I love that. I love that. That's brilliant. Yeah, and they say it's something to remember and buy. And the best thing is, um, at least to my knowledge, you can't buy uh, the Northern Counties East Football League balls, balls anywhere. So that is an official ball that's been custom-made for that league that you can't get. And now I've got one but signed by the professional club that shares their complex with them. So thank you to everybody who works there, Albert, Claire, Josh, Ryan, Nick and Dave. Thank you very, very much, lads. And all the best for where you, where your future takes you. Yeah, and I'll see you again next summer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, right, there we go. Anything else we need to cover off, Mick, Danny? I think we just about covered everything. I think we just covered everything. We're going to be running into bedtime soon. It's your fault, Will. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. It is a mixed fault. Um, we will be back on Sunday evening. I think we're back on Sunday evening. Yeah, back on Sunday evening. We will be at the later time. Bear in mind, there is the minute silence at eight. This is for anybody listens on YouTube. There's the minute silence at eight o'clock for the Queen. So we will be after that. We'll we'll do that and then come on at just after that. So five past ten past eight. We will be live. The podcast will be out as normal mon- Monday morning, which is the day of the funeral. We may have to rethink this. Um, we'll have a private conversation. We'll come back to you actually when we'll be coming out. Anyway, we will be doing what, I will, what we will be doing is post match on Saturday. We will be doing the live space, live Twitter space. So, uh, quarter to 10, 10 o'clock on Saturday evening, because it's an away game, we'll be doing the live Twitter space. Get involved if you want to. It's like a praise the Google type thing. If you want to come in and talk about it, uh, give your opinions on the game. I know Ian Bradley's been on a couple of times, uh, which we appreciate. If any fans is having a quick chat, but it's on Sky. Um, let us know what you think about the game as of, after it happens. And uh, we'll have a good moan if we lose. And we will be getting so, so giddy if we win that game on Saturday after Saturday. <laughs> so, so giddy. Um, please. Will. I will. Oh, God, yeah. Um, I've got some champagne in covered. We'll get one. We'll <laughs> Please subscribe to YouTube if you haven't already. Uh, we're over 700 now, so thank you very much. Danny's vlog will be up tomorrow morning, probably. Friday yep. morning. Yep. Friday morning. Uh, we will uh, Please subscribe to the audio, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you order are listening. Please do subscribe there as well. Um, and we'll finish with Powermad UK, who says, see you guys, take care, up the Premiership Millers. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Bye. Ravel. Vicious. Brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back?
chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.